Every day until I get a job, episode four, I think. Um, I've returned home to County Cork for a while to visit my mother and to chill out, I suppose. It's always good down here, it's a very relaxing time. Um, it's where I'm from, it's my home house. Whenever you get back to your home house, you always have you get filled with <coughs> kind of nostalgia I suppose but also comfort that is very very enjoyable it's like the feeling you get when you have channels in your house and you can just flick through them idly it's probably better than watching Netflix to be honest with you Um, this podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts which is huge news for me it was very easy to do all I had to do was send an RSS link through this form and they approved it so it's not even that impressive that's on apple podcast any any podcast can be on apple podcast but i'm happy that this one is um <coughs> okay so i've been noticing online that sorry for for clearing my throat a lot but as i said before i don't edit these so i noted a lot online a lot of people have been feeling down especially since well, we were meant to move to level 5, but now we're moving to level 3 instead. So it was recommended we move to level 5, you know this anyways. But I know a lot of people were feeling anxious and worried online. Uh, I know this is probably very asinine of a phrase, but every time I'm going through shit, and trust me, I have, then I always just think of the phrase, this too shall pass, because it will pass, or else you'll die, at which point it won't matter. So, that's my advice to you. So I d- there's, I've, there's been times where I've been in deep, deep shit, and I've just been screaming, this too shall pass, in my head, just screaming and staring, just going, yep, whatever. It, I'm not going to get too into whatever those things could have been. I can't even remember specific examples, but there have been times. So, just know that this too shall pass, I suppose. Um, it's a very basic mantra as well. I am aware of that, but I have no nuance or depth. I just want to make that clear. And I was actually just listening to a piece of music called... And... Uh, the... The night is longest before the dawn, or something. I can't even remember the, the, the name of the piece of music I was just listening to. It's a class, Gamelan. I don't know if you have any interest in Gamelan, dear listener. But um, you should look up Gamelan stuff. Gamelan's just like a little orchestra of steel, I suppose. Sounds amazing. Always sounds amazing. 
And that got me listening to other things I used to love, like um, Mike Gangloff and uh, Pelt. Pelt are this kind of folk group that have a really, really full drone sound. They're amazing. Um, I'm sure you don't care, but I just want to let you know. What was the tune called? Because it actually ties right into the... Um, yeah, the album's called In My Arms, Many Flowers. Give it a listen. I saw Gamelan Orchestra at the Cork Sound Fair in... Shout out Cork Sound Fair. Probably will never come back, but it was great. In, where was that? In some building in Cork. I forget what it was. And it was class. It was fucking class. Gamelan shit is badass. I wish I was in a Gamelan orchestra. I assume I could be. Maybe that could be my job. Could be a Gamelan guy. The song is called... That I was listening to it, I can. It was. I. It's not that I can't remember. Well, it is that I can't remember. Because I was downstairs. I was listening to a lot of music today. That's what I did for today. And the darkest hour is just before the dawn, which isn't true. Well, I suppose it is to a certain point. Anyways, this too shall pass. That's what I wanted to say. And when I get, I suppose I was feeling as anxious as everyone in certain ways because I did come home, but I was planning on coming home because I haven't been home in a while. And um, I I don't know, when everyone's anxious online, I just instantly get caught up in it as well. Uh, normally when I'm anxious, is a, a good way to tell if I'm feeling a bit unsettled is if I am... Um, Sleep with a podcast or audiobook or film on. When everything's fine, I just like to go to sleep in silence. <coughs> when things aren't that fine, I like to have something on because it's comforting. Keeps you distracted from your own thoughts, I suppose. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to try and go to sleep, but I'm also going to try to kind of have concentrate on this so I'm not too lost in my own thoughts before sleep. Now it doesn't really work because I focus too much on whatever I'm listening to. And then if I turn it down too much it's inaudible. It's just a little like... Beside your head. Anyways I was doing that last night. I was watching... What did I put on? I put on loads of things last night. Another good way to tell if things are weird is if uh, you can't finish films. So I tried to watch... I'm thinking of ending things. And that turned out to be a disaster. I didn't. I, <laughs> I halfway through, I thought, oh, I'm thinking of ending this film. Am I right? Um, but I liked Charlie Kaufman, but I didn't like that. And then I didn't finish it. Then I watched half of adaptation, and I actually started to dislike that too. Have I outgrown Charlie Kaufman? Maybe. I don't know, I'll have to watch Eternal Sunshine Spotless Mind to see. Or Synecdoche in New York, which I always felt was his best film. I used to have a really good taste in films when I was younger. Um, and I recently logged back into my IMDb to look at my watch list. And it's pretty damn good. Like, I haven't watched half the films on it, but I need to get back into it. Because I had a period there when I was in college where I was just... Kind consuming film uh good film not just like Jurassic World or whatever 
mainly takes on Criterion Collection if you haven't, I don't know, if you're ever trying to find some films to watch, a good place to go is just Criterion.com, Criterion Channel. In America, they have the Criterion Channel, which is like Netflix for uh, good films, which is, we have movie, I suppose, I've never used it though. Anyways, I'm after digressing. Last night, I put on this film that Johnny Knoxville is in, and Chris Pontius was in it as well, called Action Park. Um, wasn't great. It was one of those summer films, I suppose. Would have a bit of a subplot where he was uh <coughs> there was a bigger park after moving down the road and he was d- a little upstart park and i don't know then i fell asleep then i just turned it off because i didn't care um but action park is actually interesting if you look it up there's a really good documentary on it there's this fella on youtube who does documentaries called defunct land and they're about um mainly about theme park related things there must be no well I am in the audience I love watching theme park related stuff I really like animatronics and I like watching the theme park videos just to see glimpses of them and theme parks are just interesting but Defunct Land does really good documentaries and he has one on Action Park I'd highly recommend it Um, there was but anyways this park Action Park there's a documentary on it look it up and there was debts at the park. I'm going to read out some of the debts. Six people died there. There was a ton, like thousands of uh, injuries, but six people died. July 9, sorry if I'm really, really out. Debts now makes you more anxious, but you're removed from this, so it's grand. July 8, 1980, a 19-year-old man was riding the Alpine Slide. When his car jumped a track and his head struck a rock, killing him. And the guy, Gene Mulville, Mulville, who owned the park, told reporters that the man was an employee. Because if he was an employee, then he wouldn't have to report his debt to the state. What's that about? The man worked at the park as a ski, ski lift operator the prior season, but he never worked at Action Park. July 24th, 1982, 15-year-old boy drowned in the tidal wave pool. I suppose we're coming up to Halloween as well, so this is a good segment. I love Halloween. August 1st, 1982, 27-year-old man from Long Island got out of his tipped kayak on the kayak experience to write it. While doing so, he stepped on a grate that was either in contact with or came too close to a section of live wiring for the underwater fans that somehow became exposed and he suffered a severe electric shock which sent him into cardiac arrest. Several other members of his family nearby were also injured. God damn it, that's awful. The park disputed the electric current caused his death, saying there were no burns in his body, but the coroner said that burns mightn't occur. That's, that's horrendous. Next one, 1984. Fatal heart attack, triggered by the shock of the cold water in the pool beneath the Tarzan swing. August 27th, 20-year-old from Brooklyn, drowned in the tidal wave pool. And July 19, 1987, 
An 18 year old drowned in tide wave pool, so Jesus. I know the next section is a legacy. I, their legacy is, I would say, muddy at best. Anyways, that's Action Park. Anyways, I was watching that film, <coughs> Action Park, and I was thinking about Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass people, because recently, so they're older now. They don't need to be making, doing stunts. But they still do. There's another Jackass coming out. Which, look, I remember when I was younger, Jackass would be on Monday nights. And my mother would make me go to bed, but then she'd let me get up at 10 o'clock to watch Jackass. Loved it. It was... At that time as well, they were, well, there were new episodes to me, so every week was exciting. I was like, it was episodes I hadn't seen before. Now I've seen them all about a million times. And I remember also earlier in the night, The Office would be on. And I, let, I went at that age, I was at that age where I thought The Office was a documentary. I didn't, I couldn't see the, the comedy in it. Now I think it's a funny thing. But back then I literally, it was being presented as a documentary. So I took it in as such because I was about eight or nine possibly 10 between those ages anyways I get up and watch Jackass I loved Jackass my cousins loved Jackass I used to do Jackass stunts on this camcorder that my dad got me that I still have videos of actually um, with my cousins and I used to put on an American accent for some reason and then apologise to the camera for putting on an American accent and then go this is my real accent like in many of the videos I do that. Anyways. I love Jackass. I still like Jackass. But. So. Steve-O is the main thing. That I'd like to bring up. I watched a video. Of Steve-O on. Gordon Ramsay. Uh, this Gordon Ramsay thing. And he said something that just really. Resonated with me. Gordon Ramsay said, how are you doing, Steve-O? And Steve-O said, I'm Steve-O in his 40s. How do you think I'm doing? Which I thought was pretty... It's a great insight into Steve-O's psyche. I don't think he expected to make it to his 40s. He never thought about his 40s. Now here he is in his 40s. And he's Steve-O. With a tattoo of himself on his back. And then at the end of the episode. He pours hot sauce into his eye. His new hot sauce he puts in his eye for some reason. And it's just an interview on Gordon Ramsay. And see he's he's after coming back on YouTube. And he has all these clips. Like he seemed to have filmed every fucking mad thing he's ever done. Which I appreciate in some ways. But um... I wish I could just meet Steve and say, you can stop now. You can stop now, Steve-O. Steve-O, if you're listening, I really want to have a goodwill hunting moment with you. Where I go, you can stop now, Steve-O. You can stop now, Steve-O. It's okay. You don't have to. You're proving nothing to anyone. You're 40. 
because I watched his special and he did some disturbing things in it. One at the end of it, he did one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I know some of you, I don't see, I really want to say what it is, but I don't want to spoiler. Just look it up. If you want to know what it is and you're never going to watch it, get in touch with me directly and I'll tell you. Maybe all we can all together go, Steve-O, maybe we could tweet at Steve-O saying, Steve-O, you've nothing left to prove. You've proved everything you possibly could, whatever whatever the point you were trying to make is, with all those stunts over the years. You've proved your point, I think, probably. It's time to relax. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose he is probably relaxing a lot more in many ways because he's clean now, but... Just, I wish I could just tell him, Steve, oh man, it's fine. There's no need to be like this. Johnny Knoxville, I mean, everybody likes Johnny Knoxville, I think. He, he doesn't do mad shit when he's on television shows or like, on, on, I don't know, not Oprah, but Graham Norton. Every time Steve was somewhere, he has to do something. And I can see that in a lot of people, probably can see that trait myself, but he has it to like, an almost psychopathic degree and I just would like it if he if he slowed down for his own sake his life is fine now everything turned out fine he didn't expect to be alive and he is he's probably happier than he is I'm sure his voice is grating <laughs> like I watched that special and his voice he's still got steve voice at 40 like a 40 year old man should not have that voice unless he smoked a lot so that's the point I wanted to make about Steve-O. Just please, Steve-O, if you're listening, calm down. It's okay. You've got nothing to prove, man. You've proved everything that you can possibly prove. A heartwarming thing happened today. So, first of all, I remember the, the last episode I was going off to watch the Liverpool match and I was very excited about it. Well, they lost 7-2 to Aston Villa, which isn't the best. No, this isn't a football podcast. Although, in fairness, right, one weekend, some weekends, I listen to three or four football podcasts where they all discuss the weekends, the same fixtures, making me the preeminent expert on football that weekend, as far as I'm concerned, because I've listened to all the experts say what they had to say about football. And there's not much really to say except one team was better. It's a very fickle uh, subject matter. It's very, or it's a very fickle science for uh, analysing football. It's just, you can say what you want, but you can really just say what you want. Nobody really fucking knows. Like, it's too fickle for there to be a real methodology behind it. Anyways, Liverpool lost that night. But today, Arsenal fired their mascot okay <laughs> the Gunnersaurus he'd been there for 27 years he's been there for as long as I've been alive wavy at the fans and doing dances and walking around Highbury and then the Emirates after that and they fired him they made him redundant today which is of all the people to make redundant I feel like the the Gunnersaurus it, well, it's an easy choice but he's just trying to bring a bit of joy to everyone's lives 
and he's only being he's being paid 30,000 a year which isn't I feel like he should get more because he's on the pitch anyone who stands on the pitch get, should get paid more in my opinion anyways he's a he's the he's the face of the fans or not the fans he's a he's the he's the hype man give him 40k or something some health benefits well they made him redundant but thankfully uh Arsenal player called Mesut Ozil who hasn't well I don't know has he even been in the first team recently I don't know if he's even playing these days he uh said for as long as he's playing for Arsenal as in as long as he's employed by Arsenal not playing in the first team because that would be a hilarious ultimatum if he said if you I'll pay for Gunnosaurus's salary if you put me in the first team but no he didn't he is employed by Arsenal he said for as long as I am here I will pay Gunnosaurus's salary so he's coming back I think well I don't know if he's coming back but he uh he is uh I'm under my blankets and I'm starting to get incredibly warm I don't know why I went under my blankets. I just thought it would make it sound better. It's very comforting, actually. It's like a little podcast cave. Makes me want to talk more. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about a Twitter page that I really like. Let me get it up on my phone first. I can hear my mother shouting about something downstairs. Not angrily. That's just how she communicates. None... Non-standard McDonald's. It's probably on Instagram as well. I find there's a lot of crossover between these. Non-standard McDonald's is a banging page. So, all they do is tweet posts photos of non-standard McDonald's. There's a UFO one in, it's deceased or demolished and it's in Cambridgeshire in England. It was. There was one in Bra- from Bray on it. Here's a kind of a really fancy one in Porto. It's just McDonald's is in places that they shouldn't be. Because uh, we all know the standard McDonald's look. You see it on the edge of cities and by industrial estates and shopping centres. Well, there's some McDonald's around the world that don't look like that. I suppose the one at the end of Patrick Street in Cork doesn't look like that. Anyways, I'm both enthused and excited by these non-standard McDonald's and a bit disturbed. Because it's like something. It's like a weird... like McDonald's is like the tentpole of a certain type of capitalism. And to see that creep out of its standard setting into a non-standard setting there's something kind of insidious about it like it's like this one's in an airplane shaped place class but it's also exciting so it's both insidious but also kind of thrilling in its own way there's a big one with a load of Ronald McDonald's anyways look it up non-standard McDonald's it's uh I just wanted to give it a shout out because it's been I've been really enjoying it recently uh, and they don't tweet that often but what they do they always have a good new McDonald's to show I'm after taking the blankets from off my head because I am sweating under the um, 
under the the blanket. Oh, my phone just buzzed and you heard it. I got a message of someone. Because I sent him an album. So, I'm back in County Cork. I'm looking forward to going for a few walks. Looking forward to chilling. Looking forward to doing the usual things. Recording some more of these, I suppose. Um, I'm looking forward to... Watching some of those films on my IMDb watch list I was talking about. Listening to albums like I did today. was very enjoyable. And shit like that. I don't really have much on the horizon. Which is scary and annoying. Things are going back into level 3. It's like nothing will ever end. Not to be too down about things. But uh, everything just keeps on going. There's no... Oh, it's just after. Stop buzzing. It's like there's no end to it. But I think things will start to look up soon. At least people are listening to my podcast. That has really uh, enthused me. So if you've become a regular listener, then I really appreciate it. Um, Today's episode is just going to be another short, quick update because I have to go eat my dinner. I'll try and get a longer episode together soon. I've had a load of ideas for episodes since I got home and things to discuss. But I just wanted to give a quick update on how I'm doing, I suppose. Which is, I'm doing grand. Discussed a few topics today, Jackass. Action Park, read out some deaths. It's going to be Halloween soon. I love Halloween. I'm definitely going to do a Halloween special. Maybe my favourite. Actually, a great... Oh, yeah, um... A great place to find good horror movie recommendations is if you go through monster uh, cinemassacre.com's Monster Madness. It's the website owned by your man who is the uh, angry video game nerd, if you don't if you remember him. I was a big fan of him and I still like all his recommendations. So he does this thing every Halloween, Monster Madness, where he'll recommend and go through a new film every day. And he's done it for years. Uh, every day for the month of October he's done it for years and the recommendations I've gotten out of it are unbelievable like things like Basket Case and The Abominable of Dr. Fibes and loads of things with Vincent Price and stuff like that which you can always get behind especially at Halloween I feel like those are undersung Halloween films like the classic monster films Boris Karloff and Bela Lugosi whoever knows from that Bauhaus tune title but nobody really knows and people like that that he likes he really likes all those ones but then he brings it like 80s horror films which will be my favorite era of horror film uh he recommends some good ones from them as well and i just like anything with good special effects really that's all i want doesn't need to have a read can have a threadbare story as long as it has some cool visuals i'm happy out because i'm not really expecting a good story i'm just expecting to be entertained so like last year for Halloween I did a seance of Pharmacia. No I won't be able to do a seance this year. I may do a seance podcast episode where I do a seance. That would probably be the only way I can do it this year. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. So expect a seance episode. Expect to be scared. And I'm looking forward to getting into Halloween. As I said thanks for subscribing. Thanks for listening. The podcast is on Apple Podcasts now. Which is great. Great news.
um and it's on podcast Addict and pocket casts as i said before um yeah that's it hope you have a great day and tell your friends that you love them <laughs>